Who is Commander Loose Screws? Who is Commander Loose Screws? I That's a very is. good question. I Where is Galaxy? I hope he wears a hat. <laughs> okay, I see the Loose Screws podcast now. I hear he's I hear he's seven feet tall. Oh, wow. Let the let the legend <laughs> begin. What else have you heard about him? He has he has hair so long on his legs it can be braided three times. <laughs> what else have you heard about him? This is Commander Loose Screws podcast we're talking about, right? Yes. No, no. There's there's an actual Commander Loose Screws as well, but he's been inactive for oh, six months there? almost. But, uh, okay. That one was good old that one wasn't loose. me. <laughs> he was he was trouble. That's not the one I was talking about then. <laughs> uh anyway hey hey everyone it's the loose screws podcast i'm commander jan tracks and, and here we are talking about all that good good stuff that you know that we love to talk about and you love to listen to and cheese. it's the what cheese yeah that's what we like to talk about sure yeah damn right sure uh it's the 12th of december in what, what year? year uh 1985. It's 1983. And I'm even agree on a fake year. There's 33 real eight. Okay, there he is. He's eating. So Teflon's got a face full of birthday cake, but he's here. And O'Hate's also here. Say hi. Greetings and salutations. There it is. Dubs, it showed up. Apparently something yep. to do with truck tires. Or is that data? Uh, no, I'm here because the truck tires didn't happen. Yeah, well, that's to do with truck tires, isn't it? I, I guess, sure. You can call yeah, it that. Uh, truck tires. The man, the man of the hour, the man with the hat. It's Commander Chig. Hi. Swole <laughs> Commander Chig. Swole Commander Chig. Have you heard how much he can curl? I'm not going to say. <laughs> I'm just wondering if you've heard. Yeah, try to tell guess. me where the wheel room is. <laughs> yeah, put in put in general chat when you listen to this how much you think Chig can curl. On the put it in Chig chat. Why general chat? Put it in Chig chat. Yeah, yeah. 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 Let's make sure that doesn't chat. scroll off. I was always saying that because hate I know works out in lifts and he would appreciate it. You guys can just suck hey, my I lift. loose screw. Get over it. You lift freaking <laughs> guitars. I lift you don't know. You don't know what into I do. my face. <laughs> you don't know I'm what I'm all I do. about fitness. Fitting his whole birthday cake into my mouth. I have, I have a sack full of brownies in the microwave that have been screaming my name for two days. All right. All right. Well, listen, guys, we've got actually kind of a lot to talk about. So, Do we? Um, yeah. 25 minute episode. Do we? Here we go. <laughs> I think I, I postulate that we do. So, um, Let's uh let's let's tuck in. Let's go around the horn. What's been going on this past week? Who wants to do you want to start at the top or the bottom? Top or the bottom? Top top chig chig's up. What you been doing? Um, about your hat, Chig. Well, spent the weekend at Mall of America doing last minute Christmas shopping and stuff, and been doing the car selling thing and I, evenings it's just a weird time of year there's so much crap going on and having a teenager and pet band crap and tutoring math for her and her friends and uh, yeah i just haven't had a chance to really get in game but by the time i sit down in front of my computer it's like 
way late for when I would want to play. And I know if I jump in and start playing, I'll be up way later than I should. So I've barely played. And I feel bad because I see that, like, that there might be stuff going on. There's, like, uh, mm-hmm. bird anuses everywhere and stuff is happening. So, <laughs> yeah, things things are starting to actually happen. Yeah. So I'm hoping you guys let me know what's happening and I'll do a chick chat at some point and then we're good. All right. Okay. Stupendous. Dubs, what's up with your truck? Oh, um, <laughs> or anything else I, you want to talk about? Anything, oh, wait, 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 wait. I ordered a Steam Deck. Had to cut back in. Oh, yeah. Chick did buy his Steam Deck. I am yes. proud of you, Chick. And it shipped. And I've been spending like the last five minutes trying to figure out how to track my Steam Deck. And I'm going to have to go to the email. No, it's you, you have to buy you, you have to be at least a level three Ranger. Yeah. <laughs> Is that how have... that works? Yeah. I don't After that, that, you gain you all. gain the ability to track stream stream decks. Oh no! I just lied. I just found it. Steam, I found the button I Steam needed to click on. Oh, I'm Steam not sure. Able I keep, to I keep tracking results. Saying that wrong. Why do you? Why I mean, do you yes, that, the other thing is a real project chime in. or an item. Why do you see D and D things for me to chime in on when I have my mouth full of cake? I think uh, Aston answered. Aston. Yeah. I see exactly how this why. is. Yep. I see how this Anyways, is. I guess I'll continue. Yeah, yeah, my week's been pretty similar to Chig's. Just busy working, uh, doing bullshit around the house. I have not played the game much, if at all. I don't think I have. And uh, yeah, for once in my life, Tracks convinced me not to buy something that I wanted to buy. But it's still it's still lingering. I might Loser, buy a desktop buy it. mic. Ah, goddammit, it. Chig. <laughs> it's got RGB, <laughs> we'll, we'll right? See. It does. Actually, hold on. For forty more dollars, there is a customizable, <laughs> programmable RGB version of this same microphone. I think well, it's the what the Quadcast S. You'll obviously sound better and get more FPS. Yeah, I'll definitely get more FPS if I get the yeah if I get the RGB USB microphone. My FPS goes up by probably about three or four percent. It's now, here's the real question. Proven. Does anybody really want to hear you better? <laughs> That's. That's the real question right there. And if okay. one person says yes, I'm buying the mic. Does it have a so, data voice modulation? I, I, I don't know. So you can sound more like data. You mean, no. Well, in order for that to happen, it would just have to sound exactly like him, right? Oh, uh, you got to buy it. Already? Right, that's what I'm saying. A, a data voice modulation would be unchanging. <laughs> yeah, would just sound more like you. Yeah. I like thought David would sound they like a robot. The, they do the David <laughs> Schwimmer uh, putting Nicolas Cage's face on David Schwimmer, and it just looks more like David Schwimmer. You ever seen that <laughs> meme? That's what it'd no, be I like. Have. He gets a microphone that sounds more like Data, and it would just sound more like Dubs. Wouldn't like a regular old cell phone or like headset microphone be more more prudent then? You know, what? I'm going to go find the microphone that came with the controller that I got with the Xbox One when I first bought it. And I'm going to start using that. Actually. Just... Okay, so <laughs> earlier I was about to say I'm not going to lose any sleep over this either way because I know you use uh, NVIDIA broadcast. So I'm probably not going to have a problem with your audio, even if you switch to a desktop mic. But now, now we have a problem. Now we're crossing words. What? You're going to go pull out a garbage mic. <laughs> this I have a problem yeah. with. I was just thinking what if is, you got a if you got a desktop mic, then we you know, 
would care I'm trying to more. think about the worst quality mic that I own, and I'm going to use it next week. I'm going to oh find God. it. I really, I really feel right. like a thesaurus would make dubs sound more like data. <laughs> you wow. trying to say he's like the Are less... He's, he's like the less educated. Okay. Just come out uh, dub, and say it, hate. I'm fucking retarded, dubs, okay? Dubs is a perfectly well-educated person who does not express the full extent of a regular person's vocabulary. No, say, say that with like, less big words so he can understand you. And yeah, he say, why say use many words when few words do job? <laughs> <laughs> that was regular old English. And everybody listening and, and all the people here know exactly what I said. Hmm. Maybe he's he's a Mike. Data is satisfied with the quality of my microphone, sir. Thank At you. Least you are. <laughs> I'm never satisfied. Right. <laughs> if if I think there's even a little bit of a quality issue, I'll spend seven hundred dollars on a new motherboard and processor. <laughs> I've done it before, and I'll do it again. I can I can hear your wife gazing at the side of your head violently. She's not here right now, so she That's can't what, hear these things. We need a desktop mic. So that we can hear her comments. That's what I was saying. That's, you know, I think if Dub's got a desktop mic, I think we'd hear Tasha more. We'd have a new <laughs> cast member. And yeah. more Tasha means less Dub means better Dubs, right? Hmm. As a percentage Isn't of the whole. Isn't she technically also Dubs, though? Yeah. Oh. 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 Yeah. Dubception. Yeah. <laughs> more Dubs right. equals is, more is there, Dubs. Is, is, are, uh, anything else? Anything else? Uh, nothing worthwhile, honestly. <laughs> I don't think anything I've said so far has added any content, really. <laughs> uh, okay, hey, what's going on with you, buddy? I, uh, man, I've been I've been playing a lot of Elite Dangerous and staying up way too late to play Elite Dangerous. You guys ever flown with Blooming Wind? Uh, I can't say didn't, I have. He, didn't he like just get his uh, computer set up? I'm the first person he's flown with. There you go. And man, what a blast. That dude is great company. He I'm seems like he'd be great that. company. I, I'm, yeah. I'm excited I'm looking, for everyone to fly with him. He's he almost a good text company. Well, he, yeah. Yeah. do I get to turn my head and cough? Oh, no, he's not that kind of doctor. I didn't, I didn't care if he was a doctor. <laughs> yeah, we don't give a shit about the medical stuff. We just want him to touch us. <laughs> All right. Well, that took a... Yep. Turn I wasn't expecting. Let me just set I didn't the Santa even have the, down and then I got something to type here. I don't even have like the, the appropriate sound for that on my soundboard anymore. There's an appropriate sound. Oh, you literally played it earlier. What are you talking about? God yeah, that's on my soundboard, not on the podcast soundboard. <laughs> well, the moment's gone, so don't even try. Well, yeah. no, I can't now. Anyway. Oh, it's it's yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you continue, Hate. Okay, so I, I guess I, we're going to yeah, move no, on. Uh, it's been a good week. I'm looking forward to another good week. Uh, and yeah, uh, Mr. Teflon, how's your week gone? What have you been doing? Oh, oh, fuck. It's my turn. Um, um, okay, it's been going okay. Um, uh, I immediately lost... Um, I lost um, motivation. To for the the elite dangerous stuff um, after we found out that stuff last week, and then uh, Burr Pit made me feel better, but I just been so busy I haven't 
had time to get on and what time I have had to play video games. I have actually started playing um, uh, Jedi Fallen Order, and it's really good. Like, I'm really enjoying it, story of it so far, and it's a lot of fun to play. But I'll be back in Elite now. But uh, yeah, so Randomly, we'll talk more what, about Elite. Would it make you happy, Teflon, if I told you I watched the whole Obi Wan series and I'm halfway through Andor? It would or make Andor. me happy if you were finished with Andor. Andor. I'm still waiting for the Ewoks. But... <laughs> it make me happy. It make me. It'll make me happy when we can talk about Andor. Uh, Andor. In full spo- in full spoiler modes because. Uh, you're okay. never gonna get you're never gonna get me with this. I'm never gonna mess. I'm it getting up. there. When no. did the Ewoks jump in? I'm seven episodes in. I've uh, not seen a single Ewok. I will be ecstatic when you finish it and we can talk about it. Spoilers, me and you and Nurgle, or at least right. me and you. So final episode is when we get the Ewoks. Got it. And then, uh, yeah, but the <laughs> Obi Wan's good too. I like Obi Wan. I, I have one my epi- problems with it, but it was enjoyable. Yeah, there was one episode where I was I was kind of. Eh, on I was kind of meh on, uh, but the rest of it I was really enjoyable, especially the first. Um, I want to say the first three episodes, because they, they made they made Darth Vader real scary. Yeah, he doesn't need help being scary though. Uh, yeah, uh, but it's possible to screw it up. Absolutely. But yes, yeah, so as Disney has proven time and again. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's what I've been doing. Uh, oh, and I'm eating birthday cake. So, because <laughs> it's my birthday. birthday. How old are you, young feller? 38. And how much can you curl, and do you wear a hat? I don't know, and <laughs> um, usually I do. All right, perfect. Because I'm going bald. <laughs> I don't, and I just wear a hat to cover it up. Good choice. So. so yeah, mm-hmm. good uh, deal. Gra- grabbing the reins, Mister Trex. What have you been up to the last oh. two weeks? Yeah, I this podcast I did... is hosted by Eight Oh Eight. I have had. I have been playing Elite. I haven't had like good evenings to play, so I haven't like jumped on to do a lot of combat. But I've been doing like, you know, a little bit of morning coffee, lunch break time kind of stuff. Um, so went and like after the uh, patch came out, they buffed up the Orthrus a little bit. So I went out and m- recorded a quick video, made sure those were still soloable um, in case that was going to be news. It's not really. Um, and then basically like the uh, the random times that I do have to play, it's like in off hours. So eh, combat's like the 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 conflict zones are exceptionally buggy right now and so i was like whatever i'll just i'll just fill up my mats run run passengers so i've been doing a lot of passenger running and then uh, at a certain point the mission boards got really rough um so i took a little break and played um ancient dungeon vr roguelike game which is very fun it's like a dungeon crawler roguelike with a voxel art style uh this is a lot of fun and um now I'm now I'm running passengers again. I just it's think cool. it's cool. I like, I like this, a break. I, I like how many people it's brought back into the game, but for us bug hunting uh, look at our voice our general voice chat right now. Do you, do you see who's Hold in on. there? Scrolling up. 
Four four yeah. of those guys are people that we just bumped into when we were running uh, wing missions, killing bugs like seven, yeah. you know, systems ago. You know, how we kept going from one place to another wherever AXCZs were. And all those guys are now in our Discord, you know, having fun and doing stuff now that there's bugs back. And a, a lot of these guys, Dolbs, not Dubs, we now have a Dolbs and a Dubs. But, I mean, Dolbs went away from the game for like four months when those missions went away, and now he's back, and he joined the squad yeah. finally. Michael404, he went away when all that stuff was gone. Kieran, you know, Tiger Thomas, they, you know, had stepped away for a bit, and now all the stuff is back. I'm just surprised Steam numbers... Uh, Steam charts numbers aren't bigger than they are because it sure as hell seems like there are way, way more people that have returned than, you know, were playing just a little while ago. It could just be like, um, it, it's never like uh, the player base itself has never really been as focused on in one spot as, as this before. Whereas like, you know, there's because there's two systems that the big community groups are telling people to work. The AXI is telling people to work, and there's um, and the other any other system that they're telling them to do passenger missions in. Mm-hmm. So that could be why we're just seeing so many more people in the game that we're not used to seeing. But I mean, I'm sure there is also an influx. Also, I was just yeah, but to every Discord you know I'm a member of has people in voice chat like you know every night, and you know that. European ones, you know, during the day when I normally wouldn't be on, I'm seeing a lot of people on. It's it's just been a lot more people. I mean, like a lot more. I mean, look at AXI right now. Yeah, I'm looking Discord. at AXI right now. Yeah, it's crazy. They, they are they are they are there are so many people in there. I'm jealous. Yeah, it's it's insane. And I mean, a month ago you'd go over there and on a random weeknight, you might see four people. Now there's, I mean, what looks like probably twenty twenty five people. In mm-hmm. different voice I had chats. To, I had to go into our own private group um, because I can't get a pad reliably. And I mean, everyone's being polite about the pads. Nobody's hogging them. We're getting out. But like, I'm running a large ship. Rescue ships still uh, indefensibly only have one large pad on them. And I know, right? there's a line of Beluga, Anaconda, Anaconda, Cutter, Beluga. And we're all queuing up in an orderly line but i was like you know what i actually don't care this much i'm going to switch to our own loose screws private group and not be an axi and then i don't have to deal with this i would um, like to know more AXI's about our private group yeah <laughs> uh don't worry about it if if we ever do events where we're actually playing in the loose screws private group we have one now you can search for it and find it um i wonder who made it uh, is it open accept it is and it's made by that Commander Loose Screws podcast guy. It's made by some commander called Loose Screws Podcast. That's right. Don't get it confused like, with the commander that's just called Loose Screws. Whoever that is has been inactive. Do they have a private group? Months. I would assume every commander has a private group you can ask you have for to, an invite to. You have to, you have to create one. Oh, you don't well. just... You can. Any commander can have one. But until you push create, it doesn't exist. I don't think it's I have It's been a really one. long time since I've done that. I never made one for my main commander. Me neither. Hmm. Me either. So anyway. So anyway. Anywho. Yeah. Things are crowded. The game's crowded. Uh, Hate shared a screenshot of the Steam numbers. Um, 22, almost 23% gain over 30 days. Which really feels like it's more, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Well... (laughs) 
the population um, density has been increased exponentially. Like yeah, you guys I mean were it's saying. both, right? It's it's the higher, you know, thirty percent higher population. That's steam only. So that's steam only. It's probably also a little been bigger sucking than that. people out of the black and back into the bubble to defend mm-hmm. humanity. And yep. cargo runners who might be who knows where out in the bubble. Now they're here. Yep. And I mean, there's a few places they could be, but the community is still. I think mostly now for testing purposes. Well, we're starting to get right into it, aren't we? Ha ha. Yeah, yeah. I think that, I think um, is that a good transition, th- th- that good natural transition. It's flowing yeah. well. I mean, huh. if, as long as we rearrange and we don't try to put the squad update here. Oh, there's notes. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's always notes, dude. God damn it. Oh, that's Doug, right. Did you read the notes? Yeah. Me? Did you just ask read if Doug's read something? <laughs> You assume that I can read, first off. (laughs) And second, you assume that I am willing to read. (laughs) The answer to both of which is no. I can read the notes, but I barely do. I rarely do. That's a lot of assumptions. A lot of assumptions all at once. They say about assumptions, they make an ass out of you an option. Yeah. Uh, Uh, Well, I'll tell you what. Let's let's go ahead and start things off. Let's do a squad update. Keep it real. Keep it light. And I'm just gonna find where the hell I put that sound. Cause oh, there it is down at the bottom. You ready? All right. Incoming priority message. Squadron briefing. We uh. We have really simple orders in the in the in the Discord. You know, we update them most days. Uh, we're keeping we're keeping them real simple because we know everybody's out there trying to fight bugs or defend humanity. You know, we we recognize that as a pressing matter, especially with the OEM maelstrom so close. But we do have some BGS going on. We have five simmering problems. Uh, five systems that are simmering up moderately high. Uh, Ross 310 is one of those, and I know Nurgle talked about it last week or the week before. You know, it's not often that Ross has been a problem in the recently TM, but Ross 310, comma, Balmus, Unctomi, V740 Cassiopeia, hopefully over the next two days we can get those knocked out, uh, if anyone other than me and Nurgle and Blooming when you're doing PGS. Then, uh, you know, we are still monitoring the Costa Cloacas and the other Maelstroms. Uh, and I would just want to, like, re-congratulate Oblivious for winning the uh, Fleet Carrier from putting his emotes on the standing orders every day. And it literally, multiple times, every day, uh, he he posted his what he was up to uh and uh he named his fleet carrier the minute <clears throat> english it's been a real struggle for me and i'm real sorry he named his fleet carrier the benevolent benefactor all uh, right that okay buttons that up hell yeah so are, are any of the so the the maelstroms that haven't landed yet are any of them predicted to be anywhere near us, or is this the closest one? Oh yeah, it's the closest one. There is another one that is about twenty light years further away. Okay, but that's still fifty. You know, that's fifty still light years estimate. away. Yeah, yeah, and that one yeah, yeah. is slated for 
next week. Okay. Nifty. All right. Well, um, you know, actually, I, I was I was going to say and, and forgot to a um, couple people that probably would be here but aren't. Uh, Nurgle has gotten sick with the COVIDs, so he's not feeling good and um, had to take the night. So get well, Nurgle. I will do my best to try to represent your opinion in our later discussion because I know it was uh, it was a. Uh, forceful one. <laughs> um, if somebody I hope else you feels doesn't. better soon, buddy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Data also not here because uh, they had another baby over there today. So taking time off for a uh, not sad reason. That was a good birthday present, Data. I'm so I'm so glad you waited until my birthday. <laughs> yeah. So congratulations and get well. Did they uh, name it Teflon? They should. We should. Let's. We'll talk to them. We'll talk. We'll talk about it. Yeah, we, we, we gotta. Yeah, we gotta push that for sure. We could put up a poll awful. on on the Discord, and Data has to name his child whatever the winning vote is, and we only put one option: Teflon. He could be. Uh, Got him. Got him. Yep. <laughs> Sucker <All right>. trap. <laughs> he could be insane. He could be. Oh, he's. Since he's little, since there's little, or little, Lieutenant Commander Data, he could be instant Teflon. The second. No, 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 no. If no. We do two options, Teflon or Admiral Akbar, but it has to be Commander <laughs> Admiral Akbar. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so next on my notes, I've got a couple of segments. We've got another exploration report from uh, uh, Grover Kiwi from the future. Let's... Uh, hit the, and I put a B in front of it, so it appeared at the top of my list. Yes, there it is. Okay, great. Fantastic. And here's the next exploration report. Take it away. Space. It's fucking gigantic. And this is the exploration report. First, we have to talk about the boost to plant scanning. We've had a lot of questions about where to find the best planets and how best to scan. So here's a few things we've found. For those new to scanning, you'll need an Artemis suit from a Pioneer supply store. It comes with a plant gun, or as they say in Lave, the Dyson scanner, which is needed for exobiology. It's fairly easy to use, pointed at the life form, and when you see a ring appear, pull and hold the trigger until the scan completes. Then. Move the appropriate distance away and repeat two more times. Don't forget, you can also scan the biologic with your SRV's short range scanner and then press the O key on your keyboard to bring up the codex to the discovery page. This will show you how far away you need to move between scans. Once you have completed all three scans, the exobio data will be stored in your suit and you can move to the next species and start it all over again and again and again. Often you'll find the specific samples you need in the same area, but occasionally it helps to jump back into your ship and fly to find the next sample. For instance, finding bacterium on an icy planet, where it's often much easier to spot from a few hundred meters in the air. From our testing, we've seen the minimum payout 
has gone from around 50,000 to 1 million credits. If you're the first to sample that particular bioform on that specific planet, you get a bonus five times the credits. And so even the lowest paying samples become much more enticing and lucrative to find. The highest payout we have seen is over 16 million credits, and that's before the five times bonus. Without too much effort, a couple of hours plant scanning has netted us a quarter of a billion credits. With luck, the payout could be much, much more. You will usually find the most biosignals on rocky bodies orbiting gas giants. More than one biosignal on a high metal content world will usually mean a high value scan. In other exploration news, Redditor StarryWolf78 is planning an expedition for legacy players, leaving from the Melii system on the 18th of December. Supported by the carrier Spruen von Leben, the expedition plans to visit various points of interest in the galaxy, including Beagle Point. Information to this is in the show notes. And now for the exploration tip. Contrary to some reports, Stratum Tectonicus does not make a suitable spread for your toast, no matter how tired of Mulachi giant fungus you are. This has been your exploration report, coming to you live, pre-recorded, from the future. Future, future, future. <laughs> so good. Oh, so good. <laughs> that was very good. That was very yeah. good. I Having a lot of fun. I do like I do like to hear those exploration reports. Uh, that was long enough to be a commercial break. I like that one. Yeah, we um, <laughs> we had a big hole in the show there. Talk, we never talked about exploration stuff. We knew it. We'd been told it several times. We knew it, and uh, this is what we needed. So uh, glad to have uh, Grover contributing, and obviously all of our uh, contributors are now adding sound effects and stuff, and couldn't be happier. We yeah. have a very talented group of commanders in the Lucifer's yeah. network. <laughs> yeah. All right. Great job. Uh, and those links are in the show notes. He said pre presumptuously in the recording. Now he knew I was going to put it in there. Uh, okay. Anyway. Uh, this is what I want to say. Grover, do this in the weeks I'm stuck hosting the show. So I got some <laughs> high quality content to add rather than on the weeks that tracks doesn't. It's already high quality. I just, come on, do it on ghetto week. <laughs> <laughs> Get a week. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So one more coming at you. It's time for the Tin Hattium Express. On the board, the Tin Hattium Express. Express. I'm recording the lower portion of the carrier this week. We're in a vacant system to undergo repairs and rearm. The bridge is currently off limits to most crew. Some of the service areas were hit, so they're all suspended for the time being. Until repairs are complete, visitors are advised to remain in their ships for the time being. That out of the way, let's get started. December 5th, refugees flee from Thargoid Offensive. A look at how the war is impacting those displaced. On December 6th, Congressman Chase admits the Kingfisher was a mistake. And on December 8th, carnage wrought by further maelstroms as more arrive. 
During the week, three different CGs were started regarding human-made axe weapons. I didn't cover them on any particular day because, again, there were three of them and they were all worded the same. The only thing worth mentioning is how quickly they're being completed, each being done in about a day or two, with all of them being given an eight-week timeline. That's all for news this week. Have fun out there. How long is that line for breakfast? Oh, no. I'll wait a few more minutes. Oh, shit. I'm still recording. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Uh, good as always. Fantastic. Um, all right. Hold on. Uh, what did hold they on. serve for breakfast? What? I didn't hear you, line? sorry. What did they serve for breakfast? I'm hungry. Oh, what did they serve for breakfast on the yeah. Tinadium Express? Yeah. Beats me. Huh. <laughs> I don't know. Soiling I just got green done. As people. <laughs> I just got done eating some pocket bacon, so. Pocket wow. bacon? Pocket bacon. <laughs> You never heard of pocket bacon? I'm afraid guys, I haven't. You guys don't keep a baggie of bacon in your pocket for a snack? <laughs> Not when I'm at when home. When you go. Well, I I, left over I, well that only raises what I will questions. now. I yeah, I, I mean, I, cheese. I do have do FOMO that? about it, even though I've just heard about it right now. Yeah, pocket bacon. I. I all right, I like it. I know somebody out there will get the reference. All right, <laughs> they don't okay. listen to the show, but they'll get the reference. They'll get it. I mean, they'll get it. No, there's got to be somebody listening to the show that'll get it. Oh. Right. If not, then I guess I'm out here. But you know, they aren't all going to be winners. Yep, that's right. That's right. Moving on. Gotta keep, We're all gotta used keep to that. Anyway. All right. So you want to talk about Thargoids? Thargoid. I guess. All right. Thick Thargoid. Booty. I think I might have clicked the wrong sound. Um, I don't or did know. you, you guys want to hear the sound. other one? Or did I click the right one? So, so Thargoids, uh, Maelstroms are, we, you know, some, some, some new ones showed up. H had they shown up when you guys recorded last week? I can't remember when anything happened anymore. Uh, no, I was yes. out sick. Wait. Yes. Okay. Right. Well, so there's, there's five... Um, and there was a big hullabaloo about, uh, about it all. Some new info came out, but the point is one of them just today, the, one of the focus systems that had, that, uh, both AXI and Ida and the, uh, EVAC group and everybody was focusing on, uh, Victory. completed. Victory, yeah. So that one will in in two, with two days to spare. So that one in a couple of days uh, will go into recovery, post Thargoid recovery. Like how uh, when period. the bar got full, it even says on it that in two days it will go into recovery or something. Right, exactly. And I noticed because I was out there, I noticed right before we started recording that um, the the missions actually still exist at the station. Evac missions and stuff like that are still there, although there did not appear to be Thargoids attacking the station anymore. Really? So that seemed to stop right away. I no, I no longer had like a conflict zone alert when I entered it. There were still a bunch of ships flying around, flinging decon limpets at me. A bunch of decon acondas flying around. 
but there was not any Thargoids out there, at least right before I started playing. And, and at that point, I, I moved to the other system, which is now the focus since that one's complete. So, um, and I'm sure we're going to talk more about the mechanics of this all in a little bit. The enhanced AX weapons and the CGs that Bard mentioned um, did become available. So, so far, just the multi cannons, right? The missiles haven't have not come seen yet. the missiles. Yeah, so the multi-cannons, um, verdict is they kick ass. Uh, basic, basically, they're, um, they're a higher or- projectile speed. And I guess that, it, I think there's a higher, slightly higher DPS, but I think that's mostly resulting from the projectile speed landing more hits or something. I, I'm not sure. Well, somebody said that it's a tighter group too, so they must be hitting more of the... Bullets yeah. are actually hitting. I think so it's like a tighter tracking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I haven't um, had a chance to try them yet. I'm going to go buy some right now. I did put them on for a second, so I'm like flying this rescue anaconda around, and it's got no guns, but I they're they're available at the rescue ships. So while I was there, I just said, okay, let's. So I put four size threes on. Size three is the sweet spot for AX multi cannons. It it's not like a linear progression from size two to three. It's like a disproportionately more uh, damage from the size three gun. So it's ideal if you can use them in your larger slots. But anyway, yeah, so I threw four of them onto this Anaconda. They're turreted, but the AX guns that come turreted, they've never behaved like actual turret guns do in the rest of the game. They um, they don't... Well, the multi-cannons do track, but they track more like gimbals. They have the range of a turret, but they don't go in... Um, uh, uh, fire at will mode. They, like I said, they behave more like gimbals in the sense of how the trigger works. So I stripped them back off. I thought like, if I could get them to do fire at will, then I'll just deploy hard points when I'm entering or leaving a station and they'll, they'll, uh, cut down a few scouts on my way in and out each time because they're very fast at that. But since they don't track, I'd have to chase them and target them and stuff like that. So I'd, I'm not going to bother, but um, if you're if you're interested in, in scout hunting, that is for sure the way to go. It's still going to be kind of a slog to try to hunt an interceptor with it, but um, they're better than the old ones were, for sure. Sweet. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I think I put them on my Python that I have. I'm putting uh, some on my as Python as we speak. Yeah. Um, and I still think... For Orthrus, the missiles are going to be best still. It's just so much more damage. Um, but I think, isn't one of the CGs for missiles? Enhanced version of the missiles? I don't know. So we'll see what that's like. If they Maybe they'll beat the serious ones and make me feel bad for spending all the mats. I, I bought I a bunch of serious ones. <laughs> get this. I haven't seen an Orthrus yet. Orifice yet. Oh, you should check it Orf- out. Orphrus. Me oh, too. I need to, we, need, we need to go Orthrus hunting one night. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, go, let's go find ourselves some orifices. Yeah, yeah early find reports some orifices were they were... and penetrate them with missiles. Yes. <laughs> yes. Early reports were that they were sort of hard to find, but I didn't have that trouble. <laughs> I did I did observe that, so they, they're in alert systems. They are the, the uh, threat four signal sources with a salvage icon. Um, for me, 100% of threat four salvage signal sources have been Orthrus in alert systems. Um, if... If you hear that some of the signal sources are and some aren't, it's probably that they're not paying attention to that salvage icon. Yeah. Um, or well, maybe that's... I'm wrong, but like I said, I've 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 killed five or six of them, and 100 percent 
of the signal sources I drop into were Orthrus. Well, that's finding just interceptors. If there's the salvage, you're always going to find an interceptor yeah. at the higher numbers, but you might find them in others, but most likely it might be mm -hmm. scouts. So Yeah. So it, what I found when I was looking was I would always go to the nav beacon because I can't see them all from the FSS. <laughs> Often they were quite far away. I don't think I've ever found an Orthrus within 3,000 light seconds of the main star. They make you go out a little mm. bit. And that feels intentional to me because even when there was a lot of signal sources closer, none of the threat fours had a salvage icon until I got out between like three and I, I went as far as 8,000 light seconds to get to one one time. Um, so I, I get the impression they're kind of putting them out there on purpose, making you hunt a little bit. Um, so I went to the nav beacons, um, and if I didn't find one, I just went to a different system. Um, or like I, I, um, I killed an Orthrus and then I went back to the nav beacon, tried to find another one. There wasn't any more threat fours. I had to go to another system to find another one and then go back and so on. And they lowered yeah, the before, payout on those, right? So they're below a Dusa, above a Basilisk payout. Yeah, now? so they're they're thirty million now, and the the fourteen point one patch included a buff to their shield. And um, I posted a little video. I think I think I put it in the AX channel here, but I did. I I immediately went out and like tried to do another solo kill. It's it is a little tougher, and I. I I encountered a little problem when I, the first one I fought, because I was kind of too close and I got kicked far away by his hyperspace portal and I couldn't get back to him in time. <laughs> and I missed, I missed time and actually uh, missed the kill. And then the second one, I gave him some more space so I didn't get kicked. And then that was pretty easy. But it's easy. I think it's easier for me because I fly without flight assist. So I can just have him face me. <laughs> I'm flying backwards and he's flying basically toward me and I'm just shooting the broadside of a barn the whole time. Uh, it's quite easy. Um, but if you were doing edge on, it's a little trickier with uh, the flight path of a missile being what it is. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Learning FA off is something I really got to do. Same. Yeah. It helps. It helps. Well, takes I mean, a commitment, I, but it's fun. It's really fun. I, well, I'm, I, I'm so excited by like this whole Thargoid war. Like yeah. that, you know, it's 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 not it's something that I always had on the back burner, but now like I'm really motivated to do it. Uh, much like building these other AX ships and going out to the Guardian sites to get things. So like I'm really motivated mm -hmm. by this. It, like the update fourteen breathed a lot of life into the game for me. Hell yeah! I feel I feel a lot of purpose. We all except need for the purpose. blah blah that we might talk about later. <laughs> yeah, there's blah blah. I don't like there's blah blah at all. Um, yeah, yeah. Orthrus is fun. It's cool to see an interceptor. It's not, you know, calls for help. Um, it only ever brings scouts and it escapes before anything. I, I kept, I wondered if something bigger would come in later on in the, in the, um, scenario, but it's dead or escaped before anything else comes in. So it's just scouts. Um, yeah, that's all. That's okay. That's okay, all right. though. All right, all right, all right. Um, okay, what else? So bugs, um, bugs remain. The the patch, the 14.1 patch cleared up some things. I forgot to post in the in the notes what the um, actual patch was fixing. <laughs> I only have, like, the outstanding issues from it. Um, Start there. It was fixing we'll it something. I know it... Um, it it uh, uh, like I said they they made a change to Orthrus, 
Um, there was something else that was changed to, um, but <laughs> outstanding issues that remain the, uh, or at least are high on the issue tracker. The phase time countdown was counting down weeks instead of days, like per day. Um, they did not acknowledge that. I wonder if that was some kind of weird visual thing that's already fixed or something, but there's been no mention of it that I've heard from Frontier. Um, AX conflict zones don't work slash break when you're not alone. Um, this they've acknowledged. They're they're looking at it. Um, I find it hilarious because this has always happened, but now everybody's playing AX, so we get some attention. So, so rather I'm glad than for like the attention. A dozen people that always pointed out this problem, now there's like thousands right. of commanders I mean, it was, about it. It was instantly like number three on the issue tracker, like on day two. <laughs> oh uh, God, so it's like, okay, as long as it gets fixed, it's this is this is an issue that is longstanding. It's also an issue that they have claimed to fix before, just like the shadows for the last two updates. They've said flickering shadows are fixed. They're not. Oh, completely <laughs> random. I just logged on for the first time and I got my 100 bonus arcs from FDEF. I, I put, the, yeah, I noticed that when I sat down today too. Huh, so cool. yeah, uh, that's that's that was a little further down in the show notes. But yes, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't the, mean to cut in. I just today marks first time, today so. apparently marks the Ugh. first day of the the arcs the twelve days of Arcsmith, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which I think they might actually refer to it that way. Do they? Um, God, I don't know. If they don't, they, they should. They really should. Then they should. I don't know why you wouldn't. So as I recall from previous years, uh. You get, it's 100 arcs today. I think it kind of goes up incrementally. The final day might be like a 400 or something. Yeah, it's like, kind of keeps something. going up. Vaguely. Um, yeah. Um, I haven't touched my comms panel very much today, but that was still all screwed up last time um, I played. And I haven't had any mission board troubles today, but a couple of days ago and for the few days following that, I kept watching Discord and seeing comments about it that it was... Uh, it was bad news. Got to the point where I really couldn't do anything. So I, that's when I went and played a different game for a while. But um, those are, that's my bug report. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Um, okay. So dev news. They, they have their eye on those issues. Um, the Thargoid War. Okay. Here we go. So the Exobio ranks, they've got a huge pay buff. The ranks needed to be kind of rank progression needed to be adjusted because of that. So basically, they seem to be not reversing the massive pay in Exobio, but they are changing how the ranks are scheduled. So some people got their ranks like right away. Um, if you didn't get all the way to Elite 5 in that time, then I guess you sort of missed out because they're... <laughs> The, your rank progression now will appear to sort of not move or be very, very, very slow for a while while it sort of realigns with where it should be for the new Okay, I've been metrics. tutoring a lot of math and, and stuff, and I've been trying to figure out their explanation as to why that is. Can can somebody help me out? Because I'm really confused. Um, I can tell you what I what their intent is. They they increased the pay and that caused some people to like instantly fly up to elite five, so they just reshuffled where the ranks will change. But like at didn't what everybody dropped down to like zero percent in whatever current rank they were. No. No. Okay. No people just. I mean, I don't think so. I I don't know. I I mean, I, I get the impression the experience like is probably different for different people. But like, if you were near the end of a rank 
they made this adjustment and now you might not see like hardly any progression for a super long time because the game's like waiting to catch up to where that rank ought to be. Okay. Considering the new higher pay. Yeah, but they I mean, assure us that it is working as intended. It's just it might it might look funny until you hit your next rank. Progression will look altered because it's realigning itself. That's what they said. I mean, I don't know. Uh-huh. I guess I don't know more than that. Well, that's you know, um, AXCZs are gonna act funny until they realign themselves. <laughs> <laughs> and then they might start working properly. I have no idea. It just sounds like bullshit to me, but all right. I mean, it's it's also pretty invisible to us, too. I mean, we can see the bar. We can't see percentages anymore, which means we'd have to be tracking it in some external way to, to even tell be, objectively. Just because we can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. Well, this again. <laughs> just asking. I just yep. sometimes their, their, their ability to communicate is dubious at best. Yeah. Yeah. It was a weird thing. All right. So the next thing, and this is another, this is a big uh, dubious at best. The Thargoid war mechanics were kind of explained a bit because they were addressing something about how, uh, I I think this was a question and uh, Bruce, I think responded to it on the forum that the so on any given system we have like a progress bar and there is a counter counting down in weeks or days until the time when the phase is going to change if the progress bar what we're told is if the progress bar is not complete at the time that that phase change happens the progress is Right. No, no, it's it's if it's not complete at the end of any given week. That's the issue. Okay. okay, I've got it now. It resets every week. So even if it's like three weeks until the Thargoids would move to their next phase, you still have to complete the entire progress bar in any one of those three weeks in order to advance the system the other way. So... Progress is erased if it is anything less than 100%, if it's 99% or lower. The community was in an uproar about it. Um, so this is where we go, where we basically go with it. So they, they, this is the way they arranged it. It wasn't clear to us until they basically said that that's what was going to happen. Everyone got rather upset, and all the major groups basically said, well, we'll throw up our hands because this seems not right, and we'll see if it's going to change in the future. Then the other, th- the, the next three maelstroms arrive, and there's a Galnet article that mentions that now that there are more maelstroms and more like a wider front to the war, the Thargoid presence will be spread more thin which kind of doesn't make realistic sense to me, but I feel like it's a, it's a hint. It's like a wink, wink. And we've lowered the resistance to, to run the bars down um, to make progress in, in all of these systems now. And it was very immediately clear that that was the case. Like where before we spent an entire week and got almost nowhere um, in just a day, we'd, we'd made very, very significant progress in the systems we were paying attention to. So basically they nerfed the Thargoid resistance to our progress 
but they did not change the resetting each week. Uh, now's the time for discussion, everybody. What do you guys think? I mean, I just, you know, I want it to be hard. You know what I mean? I, but I don't yeah. think I, I want it to be player driven. You know what I mean? Like I, it, the way they described it initially was they felt it felt very much like, hey, we put this system in here and it could go, you know, it's going to do what it's programmed to do. And we're going to keep like a finger on the button or, you know, a finger on it to kind of, you know, so they can make adjustments. But we're going to, you know, we're just going to put this system in here, um, these maelstroms, and then they're going to start is going to start doing its thing. And based, you know, you're going to have to react and do things and, you know, and if. It gets away from you. It's going to overrun things. So you got to do something about it. And then it just felt like it didn't just felt like, like, oh, we weren't meant to do anything. Like we weren't, it was meant to, it was meant, it was meant to always be hopeless rather than, you know, having, it's different having a slight possibility, making progress in run one system while other systems, while the other systems are failing, you know, that's that's how it should feel at the beginning of this war, and that's fine. Uh, yeah, but in week but like, one, did, did just the have entire it... player base was fucking doing everything in one system and never stood a chance of helping yeah. in that first Ex week. Exactly, exactly. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, it should feel like we're making a dent in this one system with everybody working in this one system. Like we, I know there are other systems that are that are going to fall and are failing while everybody's focused on this one system, but you know that one system would be pushed back, you know, while these other ones advance, and it's just like this, you know, continuous tide rolling over us. Exactly. But instead, but I mean, this week it looks like we might be able to get two systems, and there's a bunch of systems with uh, stuff they should. If the entire player base is working on this war, we should be able to clear a few in a week, especially considering they have more cloacas coming in. We'd fall behind again. So it still seems not dialed into me anywhere close to where it should be to be dynamic. Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel better about it now. Um, um, Glad you do. I still, I still don't. You know, I still want it to be difficult, like almost like a slow wave. Um, just slowly knocking us, slowly overtaking us until like this next, until like whatever the next advancement of technology is, it helps us, you know, be back a little bit more and then a little more. And, you know, we can have stories of people, you know, last stands in these systems and, you know, trying to push them back as, a, as their, as their space is being slowly taken over, you know, you know, this is going to be a long war. Uh, yeah, and I'm I mean, how many systems it? are under attack right now? Do we know? 106. Okay, there's 106 under attack, and we might be able to beat two, and there's still three cloacas to come in. So they really could have, I don't know, may, if we could have cleared a few systems and felt like we're making progress. Right now, it's like we got one system with the entire player base, the largest player groups working on it. I don't It seems, I don't know, it just seems way out of whack to me. But then again, remember, I'm the guy that's barely had a chance to fucking play. I just am going off <laughs> of reading Discord posts and, no, nah, I'm not going to even lie and say I've read forum posts, but, you know, I just, <laughs> you know, there, there's so much going on and literally there's that many being attacked and there are more cloacas coming in. 
I, I feel they could have, they should have sighed on the side of making it a little bit easier and then dialed up the difficulty because like the next quake is coming in, they could have all sudden been like, you know, we could have made a lot of progress that first week. And then the next quake is came in and like, Oh my God, we're being overwhelmed now. But instead they made it like literally impossible for week one. And now it's a border. I mean, if we can clear, let's say we can clear two a week with 106 in there right now, that means that's, you know, over a year to catch up, and that's with no other systems being overrun. And if we're only clearing these ones, then we're going to be losing systems, which means the Thargoids are going to push forward. I don't know. Right now, it's still, it does have that helpless feel, which maybe that's what, you know, they're going for. Maybe intended. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's intended. Like I really do. And I, I don't think the, the big ever intended with them. But all right. the big kick in the teeth for me was just like the you know oh we're gonna reset all the progress, you know. And it wasn't it's until zero. like yeah. I watched Burpitt's video um, afterwards after the clarification that I was I fe- actually felt better about it. And like you yeah. know, so I'm ready to come back and keep playing. I just was I've just been busy. But I mean, it's just so, it's gonna be a long war until what until advancements or story baits happen um mm-hmm. where we're able to maybe turn the tide some well maybe more weapons to all the commanders you know it's not just experienced ax you know anti-xeno pilots us bug hunters aren't the only ones who can fight them and that's why these new weapons are coming in i can see that for sure if they planned it this way and as we're going to get stronger and stronger weapons and we can start beating them back a lot easier then then i can see it I, well, first of all, so, so Nurgle couldn't be here. I know he was pretty sour about this and uh, just the, the, the fact that it's sort of, um, it's sort of fly and I, and I agreed with him at the time. So I'm going to try to like, hopefully represent his feelings well, but the, the way it, it makes it feel like it's a step at least toward what we do doesn't actually matter um, because we can do a bunch of work and it'll actually just be erased. It's not so, you know, I think the, the intention is that it, that's supposed to seem like Thargoid reinforcements arrive each week or something like that, but that's not, I mean, there are ways to do that, that it would appear to be Thargoid reinforcements, right? Like, you know, the, the bar, shouldn't the bar be like a tug of war kind of situation and it, it can flow in one direction and then maybe flow back in the other direction. But instead it's somebody compared it to the way BGS wars happen currently where except on a, instead of a daily system, it's like a weekly system, but that's too slow. It's, I mean, the, the way BGS wars work is fine for a daily system because one, we don't have any feedback about it in the game and it happens over the course of just 24 hours. So it's not, it doesn't take very long to get the report basically. And, and then you have a, and you're winning a best of seven and that's, that's not at all the way it is with this either. It's like the phase moving in one direction or the other. It's, um, but could the phase be just the sheer number of systems 
that are involved and we need to whittle away at those and right now we just aren't strong enough to do it and hence you add stronger weapons yeah. the number of pilots we have can whittle it down faster as everybody's ships I, get stronger without a ton of engineering because yeah. we're winning this through the cgs they're running you know i i don't know I, well we can speculate into the future i mean i, I if i was to guess i would imagine that what's going to turn the tide is whatever is going on with the maelstroms like we're going to come up with more there's going to be more story advancement there and we're going to come up with some way to figure out what that is and to get rid of it right and that's what's right. going to actually eliminate a front in the war that's what's going to actually eliminate those thargoid reinforcements or something but like to the topic of like is the is the reset acceptable it's kind of a it's kind of a cheap video gamey mechanic um, that I don't very much appreciate. Now, the, on the flip side, just to say, like, I also felt a little better after watching the Burr, Pritt, Burr Pitts video. His point was paraphrasing that the reset forces us to, to concentrate on systems, which is what we were doing already, but like to gather as a group instead of just spreading out and fighting wherever we want to, to concentrate on systems, on individual systems or, or a handful of them, to concentrate our forces so that we actually have a chance to do it inside of one week. But see, I disagree I, with that. I still a think bit. that's the wrong way to do it. But I mean, it does have that effect. But think but it, about it. I still it, think it's the wrong way. Yeah, but if if they were a little bit weaker, we could still do that because we would focus everything to close out systems quickly and move to the next and move to the next and yeah. move to the next. I if agree. We're with you. We would have done it anyway. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I don't I don't necessarily buy that, and all. Respect Burr and Rainey. I love I love you both, and your videos <laughs> keep a lot of people's faith where it needs to be in in this game. So I I, I agree with that, but I I don't think that, that I just don't buy that. So it's a little rose tinted. A little I bit, a, a little duckies and bunnies for sure. Yeah, I it yeah, um, but it seem it seems like if that if the reset mechanic was going to change then that conversation would hopefully be happening by now. So I don't know. Um, I would rather see, like I said, something more akin to a tug of war where the, the bar can flow in different directions. And maybe there, are, maybe there are reinforcements on a daily scale or every three days, or maybe we don't know when they happen, but sometimes the bar moves backwards. Exactly. And, and that's, it's like, well, shit, now we got to go back in a little harder. But And that's just it. What, what you're saying there makes everything better adding that tug of war bar because then you'd know how many commanders you need there yeah if it looks like that bar is moving super fast that's like okay let's move some people to this system because that system we're going to overcome quickly and then also you start losing never mind everybody get back here because right now we just it. don't know it's either going to stop or keep progressing rather than seeing it also yeah. go backwards so like i really wanted like this came out and i was like whoop drop the drop the sticks i'm out this has got to change. Not fair. Don't like as, as did all the major groups. Right. And then I thought they're going to change this. So this is this uproar. This is, this is a growing pain. Like also the point made by Burr. And, and I think everybody understands this when they add a new mechanic that they, I think rightly can't beta test because it's story spoilers. They need to kind of set it high and then walk it back down to find the right spot to test I, it live. I absolutely agree. I think it was. The, I think it's smarter to start yeah. it high than walk it down. Um, because but I wanted if, to if see you start it too down, easy, I think I think uh, it makes people oh, get sure. bored with it too quickly. 
Yeah, if it was too easy, everybody agrees. It shouldn't but be easy. It should know, be though. horribly difficult. But well, if, if they, but, the but if they, I wanted difficulty. them to, I, I wanted uh, them to change the reset though, and instead they changed the the difficulty. And That's, I think anyway, sorry, from, I was talking over from everybody. an immersion standpoint. I'd rather have it too easy early, because then the bug sent more. Rather than when you nerf it, why did they? Why the bugs quit fighting so hard? Kind of thing, you know. I I think from immersion, but standpoint, they were spread out because now the new maelstroms came. Now why didn't the maelstroms, maelstroms contain their own thargoids? I don't know. It yeah, that's what sense. I was. But, that's but what I, I was think gonna, that's definitely. That's don't you say. agree that that's definitely why that line was in the galnet? Yeah, to oh, make yeah. it seem like oh they got to defend the maelstroms, but, but we can't attack the maelstroms. So why would they spread out to defend them? Well, they also, just spread like, over they, more systems surrounding the maelstroms. Yeah, it, they, whatever, came in, they showed these. up with the with the first maelstrom, and then like more showed the up next, with each maelstrom. Like, right? I thought they were carrying them. Yeah, so that's like I'll say that that's why I'm like, for for me, it makes more sense for it to start out if if it's not strong enough, you can more easily explain why it gets harder because they keep mm -hmm. bringing in more. Mm -hmm. Well, and if yeah, it's doing also. It, and if and if it's too hard for us, you just don't bring in more and maybe nerf a little bit, rather than having it so fucking hard that they had to nerf the shit out of it. Well, here's the thing about game design. Um, um, I do think it's smarter to start hard and uh, and then try to dial it down uh, from a gameplay perspective. Um, I will always say gameplay uh, trumps story in games because. Uh, you know, if you're not having fun playing a game, you're not going to stick around for the story. Then um, why make it way harder earlier? Story, story is the story is the most flexible part of game development because you can change the story to and wrap it around the game mechanics. And that's what I'm saying. With it being so, easier, the from story a game is mechanics, set reinforcements. Yeah. So from a game mechanic standpoint, I think it's easier to start at difficulty, start at harder start the difficulty higher and then tune it down uh, in order to keep your players playing uh, from the story perspective. You just have to come up with something that, that, that would fit it. You know what I mean? And if it, even if it's hastily done like that, like it seems like that's why that um, they said the Thargoids are spread out, but I mean, you get what I'm saying, right? I am, but I don't necessarily agree with it. I, I, I get what you're saying. I think in this particular case, it's sort of a bad example for what you're saying, because I think what you're saying is probably usually true. But in this case, the way they drew the story gave them a clear path to do it the other way, to start light and then make it more difficult as more maelstroms show up. They still could go either way, but I, I think this is kind of a bad example from of the point you're trying to make in, in that sense. I just think I just think you. I mean, that's the most flexible part is the story, mm -hmm. and then uh, I just think it's smarter from a game from a game mechanics standpoint, from a game design standpoint, to uh, start it more difficult and then tune it downwards. But that's just yeah. But from a story standpoint, it makes it less just plausible. I don't know because it the way that they were bring if they'd have landed all eight maelstroms. And then starting hard, and then, oh, God, this is too hard. Let's back it down. The fact that they were bringing in the maelstroms, I'm calling them maelstroms now, the cloacas, you know, <laughs> if, if, by 
the fact that they only brought in a few, that seems like starting out easier because there's less to deal with. Yeah. And then they could have yeah. ramped up difficulty. That, and, that's and, where and I'm... so I think that's like when we see, well, one's arrived, now three more, now all eight. And it's getting easier. That, that is that that is the story suggesting it should be getting harder. And then they're on the other side going, well, it looks like this was too hard. We need to ratchet it down so they can complete a system in a week. And then they throw in that line. That's them trying to adjust the story to the gameplay, which is, I think, what Teflon is saying, right? Like, yeah. But unfortunately, it sounds dumb in this case because the way the story was already written, it would have made more sense to do it to do the gameplay the other way. And then they wouldn't have had to adjust the story. But absolutely, um, they should have came up with a better yeah. explanation for it rather than than that one. It feels it feels hasty. Not that I'm I don't, mm. I'm not, I don't want to come off like I'm bitching and moaning about it too much because like i i don't mind it because yeah i'll fine. straight out I mean, and say i we may just be reading into it they could have a genius reason for all of this and this is all planned <laughs> and but i mean <laughs> they, these are an alien species that we're not supposed to understand so that's you know, true maybe there's yeah. something going on there that we don't know and they're going to explain it or uh hint hint devs come up with an explanation for us later I, i'm fine with it if you figure out a way to trick me into believing that this was all intentional <laughs> well in that interview um tom said that sometimes they he in kind of like a maybe i shouldn't say this sort of way but sometimes they see things that the community comes up with i don't know if that means explanations or you know guesses toward the way something's going to go and they sort of adopt it and go with it yeah i kind of assumed they? he i kind of assumed he meant like in a we'll throw it into galnet kind of way not because it, it would be ridiculous to develop a game that far uh, in arrears is not exactly the right word, but you get what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah, yeah. But um, boy, but Tom, if you're if you're listening, <laughs> this would be much better as a tug of war, <laughs> and then you can you can do it gives you so much control. You can do whatever you want with that I, bar. Suddenly reinforcements arrive. We don't understand the thyroids. We can't predict when it's going to happen. Anyway, I call him Mister Cools. Not, not, not Tom. I'm not on a first aid basis with them, but, but Mr. Cools. Mr. Cools. Mr. Cools. Please, I'm Mr. Cools saying, was my father. If you, if you need ideas, try listening to our podcast. And I know he doesn't, so it, it's, it's all good. Yeah, absolutely not. Just throwing absolutely it out there. Not. You don't know. You don't know. I've well, got electric sex here's, pants. Here's the, here's the, our, our best hope would actually be if we could no, Obi -Wan's get or one Obi -Wan's of the... Hope. Damn, oh, best hope, not only hope. Gotcha. Never right. Mind. Our best hope would be if if somebody from Lave who listens to the podcast repeats some of this, because I know Darren is usually in the chat when Lave is on. So that's probably our closest path right now to hit one of the devs. So we got to be like, uh, uh, so, you, so you're talking to Alec <laughs> Turner specifically then? I'm talking to Alec and, and Colin. I know Colin at least listens some. Yeah, uh, I get I get you guys. We know Ben doesn't listen. Bad <laughs> Ben's busy. I'm just throwing or shade. I'm throwing, whoa, I was throwing a little shade. It got a I lot threw a lot when of I was shade because I want to see if he listens. Now Colin's going to go tell him. Then he's going to be able to. Yeah. Then ben is going to be able to claim that he listens because Colin's going to have told him that you know Chig said you masturbate a lot. And then Ben's going to be like, well, I do. And it, nothing changes. It's kind <laughs> of like not, game design. We're at war. This is not the time for all this separation of ideas and name calling. We need to unify. 
was you to say it's not time for all this masturbation. I definitely <laughs> thought that's what he was going to say. That's where I thought he was going. Hundred <laughs> percent. Well, I mean, it's war. You could die any second and yeah. crank that shit out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Clear those pipes. <laughs> Whoa, wow. All right. We, okay, we went off the every rails time. Be your so, last time. Yep. Okay. So I, I'm feeling compelled Especially to move this age. along. Um, right. so, <laughs> Jesus. Um, is there any, anything else you guys want? I, that's about all I had as far as actual game content um, uh, to talk about. Oh, actually, I'll give one more tip. after. If we're done talking about this, I'll give one more tip because I've, I've advanced my uh, passenger rescuing skills a little bit here and I want to pass something on. Uh, please. Yes, do so. Okay. Um, for one thing, on the advice of some people, I decided to uh, modify an anaconda and start doing this in an Gross. anaconda. Um, <laughs> instead of the python from before, um, there will be times when I'll need to land at a small port, depending on what system we're clearing out, I'm sure, and I'll switch back to the python. But the but anaconda can dubs, carry... Python is a superior ship. Oh, I, I don't... Absolutely not. I don't... I don't like flying this Anaconda any more than you do, but um, it holds quite a bit more passengers. Um, but here's the, but but it's it's actually a little more difficult in the sense that when you get um, interdicted and hyperdicted by Thargoids, it is a lot harder to get away. Um, I've still never been caught or killed, but um, it's much more difficult because this ship is significantly slower. Um, so yeah, just you be know boosting, the trick for be boosting <laughs> for well, a turn and buzz back past them if they don't have their lightning prepped uh yeah. if you go go past them it takes them forever to turn around it's true so thargoids move at their top speed only when they're going in a straight line if you force them to turn they slow down quite a bit uh you throw on silent running as you buzz by them and or use heat sinks um you don't really even need to do that though um, I've get, gotten pulled as soon as you can sort of, you're spinning as you get hyperdicted or interdicted or whatever, as soon as you can pick up the kind of the vector of where you need to be pointed, um, just start boosting as fast as you possibly can. Um, the Thargoids take a second to kind of realize they should be chasing you. Even in the Anaconda, um, it takes a Basilisk to even risk getting caught. Um, which is faster than the rest of them. So yeah. anyway, you'll I, be I fine. Just, it's much easier in the up. Python, but but anyway. So the the detail though, besides that you can use an anaconda, which obviously everybody knew, is um, I actually took off my smallest passenger cabin. So on both of these ships, there was like a size three or a size four that was just filling out one of the smaller slots. All your sixes, your fives, anything bigger than that, passenger cabins only go up to six, but all of those should be economy passenger cabins and load up because that's where the good missions are. But most of those missions, it's extremely rare, frankly, for them to be smaller than like 20 passengers. So you'll often have unused space at the end. And um, I realized that. And in this, the Python and the Anaconda has a, had a size four cabin. Um, that only holds eight passengers. But if I switch it for a cargo rack, it holds 16 cargo. And all of these stations also have on the missions board, not the passenger lounge, there are missions for occupied escape pods, like injured personnel and stuff like that who are fleeing the station. Those are as few as eight, seven, four, three. I've even seen one, one passenger permission. Um, and then you can fill up that extra space that you, you aren't able to take something with 20 people because you're 
that your remaining passenger seats are less than that, but you have room for individual people in, in um, escape pods. Uh, and that's working out really well too, because especially when we move into a new system like I did today, and like you've been seeing me doing, if you're watching the video, the um, the name of the game is building up your reputation with all of the factions of this system uh, so that they'll start giving better mission rewards uh, a little quicker. And um, I go for materials all the time, um, except when I need to build up rep early on. Once I get to where all the bars are green, you're pretty much getting just materials all the time and it's fantastic. But that those little passenger missions will have three or four um, bars of reputation on them, maybe just for a single passenger. And that builds up that reputation uh, very quickly. So uh, yeah, having a little uh, size four cargo space along with all your larger passenger cabins is the way to go and it works. Yay. So that's yeah. my tip. That's a good tip. I quit listening when you said Anaconda. <laughs> well, the same would go for the <laughs> Python. There's a size three passenger cabin on my Python, and I'm next time I hop into that, I'm going to be swapping that out for cargo, and I'll have, uh, I guess a three will only have eight cargo spaces, but that's going to serve the same function because I routinely have, you know, eight or ten seats left over that I can't fill. So I, I'll admit right now I use the Anaconda for when I was doing evacuation missions back when I was, you know, still trying to get my fed rank up to buy a Corvette. I used yeah. an Anaconda for those evacuation missions just because you could put a bunch of passengers in it. And Yeah, I mean, honestly, large ships um, are, in a sense, they're a little bit of a waste because passenger cabins don't get bigger than size six. Yeah, I, I, um, I, I know. And I didn't know any better back then. It just mm -hmm. seemed like a good idea. Grab the biggest ship, put but, as much in it yeah. as you could. Um, word is a uh, Corvette actually has yeah, the highest economy passenger seat capacity in the whole game. Just but, the way it's uh, internal slots are laid out. When I was doing that, I was doing it so I could buy a Corvette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, type seven also very, very good. Yes. Uh, especially for the cost of the ship. Like if you don't have, if you're not like a super experienced, um, commander you don't have a ton of money or a ton of ships uh, the type 7 is absolutely the way to go for rescue missions we no, should clip that, that sound frankly, that soundbite deliciously. so uh volt can play it whenever he wants <laughs> he can clip it on his own type 7 he's a, is he's absolutely the way to go kid. <laughs> oh you're gonna take me that far out of context huh? No, that's fine I, I should I, maybe i'll do that maybe i'll go in and, and catch that in isolation and put some Big cavernous reverb on it for him. It'll be the vault sound. <laughs> the vault sound. I like it. I like it. <laughs> um, anyway, that's that's it. Now we've just got we've just got fluff and community corner. Fluff and community corner. Well, let's do. Uh, let me go through chick chat then. Do chick chat sound. Yeah. All right. Do a chick chat sound. Number three. Hey y'all, it's chick chat. Oh, we're gonna get our chick chat up off in here. I tell you what, boy, it's gonna be time. Oh, I tell you what, there's Chick-Chat. Where the cheese at? Jesus Christ. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking bizarre. You got a pretty mouth. Um, there was a lot of people posting shit in Chick-Chat this week. I mean, like, literally, you guys are... are Your posts were stuff, shit. <laughs> but, like, uh, a ton of it isn't, like, even, like... <laughs> like normal chick chat stuff it somehow <laughs> chick chat became like the christmas channel and you know 
a bunch of Christmas stuff being posted and like a topic came up this week. Uh, Somehow it's December. Well, no, but we've never put Christmas shit in Jig Chat. We've been doing this a long time now. And well, okay. I think this is the first Christmas. Sorry to keep to derail your whole thing. Oh, here, derail but, like, away, my the, man. This is the first uh, like December, like holiday season stuff where Chig Chat has been this. Like, I think it was during this calendar year that you were like, post your accomplishments, post your dogs, stuff like that. Um, before that, it was like whatever. It, I mean, didn't the cheese used to be part of Chig Chat? I mean, the, the, I have no idea. It, it's gone through some evolutions. I don't remember what happened in past years. I just know I never saw Christmas trees <laughs> during Chig, right. in Chig Chat. <laughs> and uh, it, it's good stuff. But no, actually, never mind. Fuck you, Lark Shadow. I remember he started this in general. <laughs> Wanted people to post shit in Chig Chat Christmas decorations. So it's Lark Shadow's fault. But I love you, buddy. Yeah, but fuck you. Um, so so a lot of good stuff. But I mean, even like a discussion started about like the best Christmas movie of all time. And most of us agree it's Die Hard. But... Oh, it's, it's definitely Die Hard. But uh, they were throwing Elf and Christmas Vacation and I threw Batter Santa. And then people put shit like Miracle on... 30 something street. I don't remember the name of that one. You know, Treasure I, Planet. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Treasure Planet is the one you're trying to think of. The, the best Christmas movie ever. Um, and and so I mean there's a lot of Christmas stuff. So come look at Christmas stuff. But I mean, then we also, you know, as people posting books, which you can come look at. I don't know what Moto King put published with some weird super greasy meat covered in cheese. <laughs> I approve. Um <laughs> Uh, Bork Bits. No, you know what? I'm not even going to get into people posting that they reached elite and plant gunning. I, I, good for you, fuckers. Um, but that that's not worth mentioning right now. Yeah, props to you. Props to you. You got elite. Uh, Berlinian Falcons. Gus was the name of his co-pilot. Uh, I posted a joke. I post in Chick Chat. That's rare. I just usually emote towards stuff. Uh, <laughs> Coyote V. Viejo. How do you pronounce that? Coyote Viejo. I don't know. His co-pilot is man. It's co-pilot, people. God damn it. Let's stick to the proper nomenclature. Uh, Lark Shadow posted Ember. I'm pretty sure we've seen Ember before in the past, so I don't know how that's back. And yeah. Hate with his tiny Christmas tree on his work desk. I posted my stuff. Now, my favorite post of the week was uh, Alec Turner put a spoiler uh <laughs> spoiler cover on a picture that he posted because he said chaos on my commuter train this morning as London once again finds itself woefully underprepared unprepared yeah not underprepared unprepared for arctic conditions here and he posted a picture with I don't know this thin glaze of snow and he's holding a tape <laughs> you measure you can see through it <laughs> yeah you can see through it and I, I was in London in 1999 when they got like two and a half inches of snow and the entire country shut down. I thought I was in the apocalypse when I was over there. Didn't know I was if I was ever going to be able to fly home from two and a half inches of snow. But this, I don't even know. <laughs> He's got the wrong measurement tool to even tell us how much snow this is. The thickness <laughs> of a snowflake of he needs snow. a micrometer. <laughs> yeah, a micrometer of snow. Um, he's, he's got the tape measure with the cut hairs on the side. I see that. That is, yeah, impressive. Um, Alec, share us your other weather woes as you get them. That is impressive. I will show you pictures 
on Friday from up here, we're expecting 12 to 20 inches of snow between uh, Tuesday at 6 p.m. and Friday. So we're going to have some fun. I'll share, <laughs> I'll share a picture with you at that point. And oh, tracks. yeah, I can, yeah, I can show you pictures will. of snow from when we were in South Dakota. Yeah, I, we get snow. Yeah, so. I had snow up past my knees. Yes, yes. Good stuff. Good memes following that, especially, I mean, tracks too. Good stuff. And then the last one what of the day, week is uh, now we rebuild. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Good memeing. Yeah. Good Any, anytime there's, a, there's an unimpressive weather disaster, nothing tops when, it, and, and I think just after me, somebody's sharing the one with like the lawn chair yeah. that's tipped over. Never forget. That was originally from um, when there was an earthquake in Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> um, they never have earthquakes, but there was an earthquake in Connecticut. It was just like a, it was like a magnitude one. It was like, most people didn't realize there was an earthquake. It was that kind of earthquake, Some people... but it made the news because it's so unusual to happen in that part of the country. And that was the, that was the thing that I saw that day. Never was, forget. We will rebuild. Yeah. Pretty Wasn't much there... a dump truck drove by and they, they're like, oh, <laughs> wasn't there a, um, a few years ago, wasn't there somewhat big, it was like supposed to be like this big. Uh, storm come somewhere and then it ended up being like really mild and people made memes on like on video <laughs> about it with like there's like a, a lawn chair blew over or yeah yeah stuff yeah. like that overreaction. That, overreaction that's dangerous too because then the next one comes around and it isn't bullshit and everybody's like bah! is that like a whole chicken like little deaths. thing what the fuck so <laughs> um, and then the last one is commander oblivious our latest uh, fleet carrier owner posted a picture of not his fleet carrier but his dog named polo so good job everybody i love this I stuff. You about to say his dog was named fleet carrier uh the next <laughs> week i want you all coming in because it was in a chick chat let's actually get in a real debate over the best christmas movie of all time and if it's not die hard you're wrong but let's i, I want to see yeah. some christmas movie let's see how many people are wrong exactly i, I just want to see how many of you are just flat wrong but you might convince me. There's some there's some Christmas movies that maybe I haven't well, there, seen. There's a pretty good Christmas movie about to come out in a couple Uh-oh. of days. You know, the mean Here one. Have you, have you heard of it? Hopefully, no. it's as bad I as the Terrifier. Don't was. know where you're going. Is this no, no, real? I thought he was going to yeah, do the. I thought he was going to do the Treasure Planet again. No, oh yeah, I mean that's a pretty good Christmas movie too. Anyways, but you know. That's we'll see. We'll see just how movie. gruesome this mean one. It's I don't know. It's it's like a Grinch movie, but it's like he's killing the fuck out of people instead. Yeah, of I don't know what you're. What he's talking Grinch. about? Guys. Oh wow! Have, yeah, what I, are you I talking don't... about? These are these are films up, that do not cross Grinch our awareness. Film? Well, Grinch murdering. Just look up the film? mean one, bro. Yeah, he killed the, the, oh, mean, the mean one. one. Is the name of the movie? Oh, wow. is, is Jim Carrey in this one Grinch. It's the mean one. The mean one. Twenty twenty two film. Uh, in a sleepy I'm, I'm mountain town, Cindy has her parents murdered and her Christmas stolen by a bloodthirsty green figure in a red Santa suit. That's the fucking Grinch. Now, they don't call him the Grinch. I know, because he's the mean one. They, they, they don't know what it is. They call the Grinch slaughtered Christmas. It's a, <laughs> oh my God. It's a Christmas slasher film. Yeah, I mean, that, I, that yeah. sounds like that sounds Didn't like a movie I'm I not going to watch. So I don't watch. Is this your nomination for the best Christmas film of all time? Yeah, I don't think I mean, he's I seen it yet. It hasn't so come know. out. Oh, yeah, so I'm, he'll I'm definitely put it up on release. the list. It'll Even be, Dubs isn't going to nominate it before he's seen it. Oh, Gremlins! Yeah, not, that's a Christmas movie. Oh, huh. kind of, I guess it was. Yeah, 
That was a good one. Okay, what's your favorite Christmas horror movie? A night, the Nightmare Before Christmas. Is that yeah? That's not Nightmare horror Before movie. Christmas. I don't know that that's a horror it's a, movie. That's a it's horror a Halloween movie? movie. No, it's a horror. It's that on this one I clicked on. It was like, what's your favorite Christmas horror movie? It's like Krampus, Gremlins, answer? Black Christmas, Anna and the Apocalypse, which I've never heard of, and The Nightmare Before Christmas is in this poll of Christmas horror movies. <laughs> It's not Did that movie, movie come out in Christmas season or in um, Halloween season? I think anytime after July is technically Christmas season, isn't it? These days. I loathe you. Did it come out in October? I I think it. I doubt. I don't know. All right. Come on, movie people. That's it. Be, you know. Well, apparently this. Apparently, according to Rotten Tomatoes, this the mean one came out four days ago and. Uh, it's not doing great on the Rotten Tomato tomato meter. <laughs> really? Tom, That's so surprising to me. I'm shocked. So the audience score is 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 double the the critic score, but I mean it's still it's still still, it's still the nightmare. It's still fucking stupid. Official wide release date was October 29th, 1993. There you go. It's a yeah. Halloween movie, uh, not a Christmas movie. Yeah. It's so, also yeah. older than my wife. It's also not a horror movie. Oh, I mean, I don't. Here's a hot take. I don't like Nightmare Before Christmas. That is a oh, hot Jesus. take. Oh, Jesus. Let's move on to Community Corner. Yeah, move Corner. on. All right. Uh, Community Corner. Go, go, go. <laughs> All right. Once again, Community Corner, we are, we are doing, we're doing the uh, support the special effect charity drive, the Thargade, Flee from Soul. Um, if you haven't watched the video and heard their song yet, then um, do yourself a favor, question mark? And do that to yourself. Uh, the links are in the show notes. Um, please do, uh, if you can, give to support Special Effect and all the fine uh, D-list uh, uh, Elite Dangerous celebrities who uh, produce this video. No, just uh, it's fantastic. None of us could even make the D-list. <laughs> Well, I think uh, no, they did. I, they did. They did not ask me to participate. That is uh, <laughs> that is not surprising that we are not the, even on even made the D list. So I mean, <laughs> well, uh, we don't E list. We're probably the F list. I don't even know. I don't even the F list. I don't know if we're in the alphabet. To be honest. <laughs> all right. True. Um, that's all. That's all I've got going on for Community Corner. Um, you know what? It's not in the notes, but if you're not following Alec Turner's YouTube channel, you're, you're missing yeah. some wild fucking shit. Yeah. Yeah. The Alec- guy climbed a flaming tower and he kept getting up to a ledge. And I was like, I don't know how he did that. Well, that was amazing. Oh God, he's going higher. Yeah. In an SUV it was ridiculous. Or on foot. Yes. Alec Turner can, is a true treasure. He can just treasure. walk up the side. That guy can walk up the side of a building in an SRV. Like, it doesn't even matter to him that that's not flat and gravity's the other way. Anyway, you got to you got to see it. There's a new one just came out like today or yesterday or something too. Ugh. Anyway, that guy. So anyway, he's the do yourself Spider-Man a favor. Spider-Man of Elite that. Dangerous. He is. He's, he is. He is. Um, okay. So cheese and movies. Cheese and movies. All right. Well, the cheese is uh, sharp cheddar this week. Uh, it's always a great uh, snack to have with crackers and maybe some uh, sausage. Uh, I know it's something that we typically have around this time of year for stuff like that when we do our snack trays. Uh, so that's why I went with sharp cheddar. 
to go get some sharp cheddar. It's really good. It's the best kind of cheddar. I've said this it on is. the show before. When I was a kid, I always thought that sharp cheddar was like the fancy cheddar. You know, it was like. Is it, is it not? I, I guess. It's just old. It's with definitely more, not. It's my, more. It's just aged a little bit more, so more moisture is removed, well, and you get a stronger. That's how you get it. things fancier. When they get old, I'm fancy as yeah. fuck. Then. Yeah, I'm fancier every day. Uh, fancier every day. <laughs> <laughs> What's the movies? Uh, we have The Hobbit: An Unexpected Journey uh, from ten years ago Nicholas. on the eleventh. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's too bad they as... made that into three movies. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I agree. I Am Legend. Um, yeah, was it too 15 bad? years ago. Oh, I liked 14th. that one. Yeah. 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 Uh, the also original had a Charlton dog Heston in it was pretty good. It did have a dog. Oh, uh, they cut, cut me down. Movies with dogs in them. The book was I good. can't even, I almost can't even talk about it. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I wish Data <sighs> was here. Star Trek Nemesis 20 years ago. Yeah. Huh. December 13th. I possibly he died in that one movie ever he did Uh, well kind of unless you watch picard never mind yeah i didn't watch picard so he's still dead to me never mind 25 years ago uh scream 2 was released on today wow gross this is a terrible movie (laughs) well i mean it's the end of the year the end of the year doesn't have a whole lot of great stuff in it it's mainly (laughs) the summer is when you get the really good stuff uh, that, that means 30... that some years ago, somebody uh, said to themselves, what, what What do you think if we did like a, a movie that's almost as good as Scream? <laughs> now, here's one for the for the chig, for the chig chat I'm going to mention from uh, um, 30 years ago uh, in December 11th. So even I know it was 30 years ago yesterday. Uh, the Muppet Christmas Carol. Yes. Okay. I love the Muppet Christmas Carol. Approved. Fair Stamp for of that approval. to be on the list for sure. Yes. Uh, Thirty-five years ago, Empire of the Sun. I I like that movie, but I don't know if anybody else even saw it. I don't remember. I think it was pretty good, wasn't that? It was pretty good. Like it's 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 worth it's worth watching. I don't know that it's worth a repeat watching. Yeah. Um, and it's been a long time <laughs> since I saw it. Yeah. Uh, the Dark Crystal was oh, oh that that's not yet we're not ready for that one yet that's forty oh, years ago oh, but we're not up there one, yet though. that's good one. there was a yeah. there was a remake um, recently like on Netflix episodic a series show. wasn't it yeah yeah there was yeah I watched some of that it was, was kind of cool my my kid was a little that was Jim Henson wasn't it, it so I pro- yeah it well, was I mean his company yeah you mean uh, Google. Do they so own? I, I have Henson no idea. Now? I'm I'm talking about Google <laughs> existing existing shit. forty years Disney. ago. <laughs> Disney owns the, the Jim Henson company. Of course they do. They own everything. They own my soul. <laughs> they do. <laughs> Only the bad parts, Chig. But that's that's the movies for this. There's thing. good parts. I didn't say that. I know. Didn't mean to put words in your mouth. <laughs> I mean, I there's definitely. I mean, I mean, there's definitely no good parts over here. So I get you. <laughs> Is that it? So, yeah, I just said that's all the movies this week. Yeah, we couldn't hear you because of how much we were interrupting you. <laughs> well, that's okay. I mean, I, inter- this is- I interrupt just as much, so, I mean, I can't I can't judge you. This is a raucous one, guys. Uh, shocking. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that this has been one of our better shows. This is the non-ghetto week, so I'm kind of confused. Wait, are you saying it was or that you don't know if it was? I said I don't know that this has been one of our better shows. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Quit judging like us. Like you said, they can't all be winners. 
disappointed. <laughs> the uh, the pre-show definitely could have been included. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyone who's anyone who's um, scoping over Dubs the show here. notes, any anyone who's scoping over I the am. notes carefully might find some extra content in there that we didn't mention in the show. Other than that, um, that's it. Nothing left but to thank my uh, intrepid panel of commanders: Chig, Dubs, Hate, and Teflon, and uh, get well soon, Nurgle, and well, good luck with Child one Three thing. Data. Yeah, what? good job, Data. Way to impregnate a woman and have her bear child. Um, <laughs> stay alive long enough and still know <laughs> us when it happened. Yes. Uh, I was just going to say, uh, we're getting towards the end of the year here. I just realized that there's we only, are. we got uh, Get a Week next week where I host and you're doing your other podcast. And then the week after that, it'll be the last show of the year with uh, most of us all available to be on it because then we're into the new year. So there's only like. Oh, is, is, that, um, is that the 26th? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you guys feeling like you want to do a podcast on the 26th? Uh, yeah. Have an on-air production meeting. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm I mean, thinking, yeah, I can well, do that. Well, no, we could do a year in review. Talk about how yeah, the year's been. Yeah, because I do, I, we do have like all, we have a bunch of like uh, st- stats from Spotify and I know Chig okay, keeps good. track yeah, of a I, bunch of things. Oh, I've got uh, a bunch of stats. I have been sitting on that because I was going to do it later, closer to the end of the year. But, yeah. So, yeah. We, we'll do we a year in call, review on the 26th. We can call okay. it the... The Loose Screws Holiday End of the Year Hangover Special. That's way too wordy. Let's Hang, go with Hangover <laughs> Aganza. That would be on the first of the year. Second we'll, of the year. We'll brainstorm it. It depends when you celebrate, right? Well, yeah. But All right. Well, so everybody now? plan on that. Plan So Ghetto Week, apparently. I Next week. I didn't make that up. So anyway, Ghetto Week next week, and then we'll do a year in review on the 26th. Yeah, I got a bunch uh, of cool stats. I've I've kind of reorganized right. my spreadsheet, and there's some there's some cool stuff that we can talk about over the course of this show, and kind of a milestone on that week too. None of you cool. will be able to figure out what that is. It's going to be kind of cool. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. If you like the show, you know what to do. Wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> if you like the show, please rate and review on your podcast app which helps people find the show. Join us on Discord at discord.io slash screws and check out the merch store at loosecrewsed.com for mugs, t-shirts, hoodies, and more. Onesies. And now you can support us on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash loosecrewsed. Thank you for listening. Back to you, Trax and Chig in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that reminded me of one more thing I wanted to include. Um, as we, I don't always mention this, but yes, yeah, super big thanks to the Patreon supporters. They help us pay for the recording stuff we need, and and uh, it's it's we get more money than we need from that. Um, we're keeping that in the community, and we'll be able to do special things with it. It's starting to pile up to the point where we could actually like uh, do some kind of a um, uh, giveaway or something like that. So we'll we'll think of something cool to do for. Um, uh, the community, um, but we got a uh, supporter pledge through Anchor, which is our podcast distributor. And there's like complicated things to actually set that up and and be able to have the loose screws organization receive the money. 
Um, and I, I couldn't really get it going. I'd rather keep it simple with everything going through Patreon. So I actually switched off that feature. I did not know that was turned on. Um, so thank you to the person who sent that. Um, but I have turned it off. Uh, and if you want to support the show, if you want to continue supporting the show, please um, go over to Patreon because that's where we can actually we actually have it set up so that it'll work for us. Uh, and I apologize for not realizing that was uh, switched on before. I actually didn't even know Anchor could do that <laughs> um, until they sent us an email. You have a supporter. Oh, man. I was like, oh, they gave us a million dollars. I basically was like, maybe I can just loop it into the same thing. And I tried and it didn't work. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to turn that off. So I, I don't have like more things to kind of manage and stuff like that. I'm trying to be really like simple and kind of on the up and up about it because, um, as far as I know, I'm the only one kind of managing that all. And I really don't like the idea that, uh, people don't know what I'm doing and there's money coming from different places and it all doesn't belong to me. So I want to just kind of keep it all in one place and, and keep it public. So uh, anyway, thank you all very much for your support. Thanks for listening. Um, that's about it. All right, bye. See you next week. Yeah, yeah let's go kill Get some bugs. Let's go away. All right, Do it for the war. Or rescue the horde. Wait, wrong game. That's not what I thought you said. Yeah.